Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning. Happy hump day, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Bob Dylan Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma is, uh, is open. Oh, and the reason. Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. Um, the reason is you're welcome. Um, the initial. Um, so anyway, he donated all this stuff, and he said, "Yes, there's more vibrations on the coast for sure." Oh, but I'm from Minnesota, and I like the casual hum of the heartland. Oh, so, okay. I like the way he talks. <laughs> He's a good lyricist. Yes, for the sure. The guy knows how to put oh, all that together. No kidding. Goodness. Uh, Steve, I am going to give you a link so you could share it with our listeners. Okay. Our link about well, why there. don't you just, everybody, lower your expectations right now, because I'm just getting a computer over here set up. Okay. I'm in a remote studio from Donna Valentine today. Donna, uh, Don and I are all in separate places. You know, I'm broadcasting right now. We're going to do this last second little shift. I'm in this studio that I spent... I don't know, six months in maybe during 2020. And it's right across the hall from where Donna is. I'm not at my Chaska headquarters, right across the hall from where Donna is. Hi. But I came in and went to like plug stuff in and nothing was happening. And I was like, wow. So then I had to run over and get uh, Hot Adam the engineer. And I got, <laughs> I got him. Cool it, Don. I got him, and I said, hey, man, I think I need help. And he was like, oh, I haven't set something up in there in a while. Let me figure it out. And then he figured it out, and by the end of the Dirt Alert, I was able to chime in because MacGyver came over and and helped me. That's great. Isn't it great? Yes. We're glad everybody's doing well. I asked him what he did. He goes, hey, Steve's all ready to go. I go, great. What did you do? And he goes, uh, I just, you know, I pressed some buttons. <laughs> I go. Thank you. He was like, "Oh, that's not. That, there's no way that that's gonna." I was like, "Everything you just you just hit two things and everything is perfect now." I wish I knew what that was. It's just that's the kind of guy that he is. You know, he just he's a helper. He's um, like the hum of the heartland. Wh- <laughs> I just wanted to. You're going back. No, to, yeah, I just wanted to, to try it. it. Yeah. I wanted to try it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm over here because Donna is negative, but yeah. she. But everybody has a friend who's negative but presents positive. Oh, are you a carrier monkey? <laughs> I don't know. She's not. negative. She's I mean, tested I've three times. I've tested three times since Thursday. She's good. She's doing great. And I'm, just, so, but then you got a little hay fever. Weirdly, I've got this thing going on because all the windows in my house have been open and everything's budding. Oh, so I, yeah. I'm thinking that that might have something to do with it. I think it's you're just right. in my nose and my eyes and my throat. <laughs> <laughs> just the head part. Right. Yeah, I don't you know. have a fever. I don't have body aches. I don't have you know. A, a serious cough or anything, so 
No, she's she's doing great. But anyway, we thought, you know, out of the old AOC, abundance of caution, since we have an extra studio, I'd I'd come over here. Everybody's had close contact recently, too, so it's just like, let's just be safe. Anyway, we're... people out, it's a thing. We got, yeah, it's a whole thing. So, anyway, it's good to be back here. Reminds me of 2020. Yeah, me um, too. Hey, let me tell you this story about a really fancy dinner, okay? Uh, was it your dinner? It was not. No, no, no. I, uh, I don't even remember what happened. Oh, dinner last night. Yeah, we tried some homemade mac and cheese. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Thing and then some burgers. Anyway, Mayor Eric Adams. Never heard of him. Do you guys know who he is? He's the mayor of New York City now. Um, no, I didn't know who. No. Well, you know, I I have a part-time property in New York, so um, <laughs> he's one of my mayors, and he's you know he's he's a big deal in New York City. But he was a part of a big event informal that happened in Los Angeles. So I read this story. I could have easily passed over this story most days. For some reason, it caught my attention. Hmm. Mayor Eric Adams is at a dinner yesterday in Los Angeles. It's at some swanky place called the San Vicente Bungalows. Okay. Okay? And it's apparently a very protected space to have a fancy dinner in Los Angeles. Because if they catch anybody taking pictures of anything, you gone. You are out of that restaurant. So this is not, hey, honey, this is an anniversary dinner. Let's take a picture. No, they know what you're up to. You're trying to take an anniversary photo because you see celebrities in the background and you're trying to get them unintentionally photobombed. Yeah, they're not dummies. So this place is uh, tight-lipped. But imagine you and I made it there. Okay, somehow we have a seat now at the San Vicente Bungalows. Mayor Eric Adams, seen at a dinner in L.A. a couple of nights ago, This is a dinner set up by CAA big-time agent Kate Hudson. And at this table, we look over. All right, remember, hypothetically, we're in the restaurant. We look over, and we're like, hey, I think that's the mayor of New York City. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, look, that's all at the same table, by the way, table for 14. That's Paris Hilton. That's, wow, okay. Oh, that's Kate Hudson. Peculiar. Look, there's Goldie Hawn. Look, there's big-time super agent uh, and beau of Adele, Rich Paul. Okay, are they all sitting together? Or At a table all... for 14. Wow. Oh, hey, look, is that... Yeah, that's Casey Affleck. Oh, Interesting. One of these kids is doing his own thing. Oh, oh look, that's Hotelier Jeff Klein. Big wig in the hotel world. That's all you need to know. <laughs> oh, and then there's a producer, John Goldwyn, I would presume of the Goldwyn family of MGM, right? Oh, my the gosh, Goldwyn Metro situation. Yes, yes. Some nightlife impresarios, how page six puts it. Scott Sartiano. A former ambassador to the Bahamas is there. Uh, the wife of Netflix boss Ted Sarandos. Her name is Nicole Avent. Uh, and then cow. puzzlingly, they finish Chris Jenner's boyfriend Corey Gamble. They're all at a fourteen top industry term. They're at a big table for fourteen, <laughs> and they're just enjoying life together what but imagine you're you're in a restaurant and you see a table for 14 anyway already your head turns like oh is that an anniversary but then you see the mayor of new york city paris hilton's there is that kate hudson two chairs down hmm. i think that's goldie hahn is that rich paul just a really yeah that's so bizarre started. yeah anyway that's pretty cool apparently they are uh they were welcoming the mayor of new york city to los angeles he and nicole avent the uh wife of Ted Sarandos of Netflix, are apparently working on an educational initiative together. They were not able to say what it's all about, but 
big fancy dinner. That's just not something you see here in the great Midwest that Bob Dylan once said. What does he like? The rhythm of... Oh, it's a, he likes the hum of the heartland. Hum oh. of the heartland. Yeah, I love that. Anyway. Anyway, thank you, Steve, for sharing that story. Oh, well, thank you, guys. I didn't click on it. I saw it, but I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. It, it, it's like... Me and you and Don and Jason <laughs> and maybe Des and oh, uh, yeah, like, we have to have people from other places. Yes, yeah, like TV. Yeah, someone um, from. Uh, I'm yeah. actually just the server. Who do <laughs> <laughs> who do we want from Channel Five to be there? Ooh, Paul for sure. Okay, Paul Folger. He's Ken dreamy. Barlow. Uh, Kenny Boo Boo. Okay. Chris Eggert. Oh, definitely Chris. Well, and, then, and Megan, of course. We need Megan. like a rival in the radio industry, though. To really make people question what's going on there. I don't know. Paul Allen will throw him in. He's my boy! Okay, good. Good, you can invite him. Steve likes to steal all my friends. I don't know if you're aware of that, Dawn. That is not true. Oh, yeah, I am. I do not intentionally steal anybody's friends. I introduce him to people, and he's like, Those guys you did a show with, Muss and Fuss. What are their names? Yeah, (laughs) Suss and whoever. The whole, you know. Yeah, they're buddies now. Marty Gellner. Yeah, sorry, her, Donna. My friend Carrie, he started working out with. They're buddies with you, and then I can't help that I think I put out a pretty welcoming energy. And they're like, hey, upgrade. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, tease. Oh, great way to start this show. All righty. Thank you. Uh, how about this? We got a whole lot coming your way today. I think we're going to play Millennial X Games today. Millennial X Games? <sighs> Baby Talk Wednesday? I think we're going to play the Millennial X Games today. Yes, we are. We will play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge today at 10.30 as well. Um, and, boy, the a big flop for Netflix with a big star, which has some people questioning, is he still a big star? I'll tell you about that, though. When we come back, I want to try to wake your brain up if you didn't play your Wordle yet today. We have things that make you go, huh? Can you figure this out? What day of the week has been featured in more top 100 song titles than any other days of the week? In other, way, in other words... What day of the week is the most popular lyrically in music? I'll tell you that dumb fact. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. This is where talk is fun. Things that make you go. It's good to be here with you guys this morning. Thank you. Uh, I tried to wake your brain up before the break. Here's the question that I posed. Essentially, what day of the week is most popular in song titles? Friday. She said Friday. Dawn? Tuesday. Oh, Ruby Tuesday, right? So we got Ruby Tuesday. We've got uh, Friday I'm in Love coming to mind. Monday. You're both wrong. Wednesday. You're still wrong. Monday. Thursday. Saturday. Unbelievable. It's got to be Saturday. It is most definitely Sunday. Uh, Every single one. You guys went through (laughs) the entire. (laughs) There have been 30 songs with Sunday in the title. Uh, they made the Billboard Top 100, Heart. 30 songs with Sunday in the title made the Billboard Top 100. 23 was Saturday, and only one with Thursday. It was Johnny Mathis 
Sweet Thursday back in 1962. Thanks, Steve. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You got man. What's the best? Let's do this real quick. Let's wake our brains up. What's the best song with each day? So, for instance, we know that uh, Manic Monday, best Monday song. Mm, okay. What are you going to say? I like the Boomtown Rats. Um, tell me why I don't like Mondays. Oh, Our, wow. I really went off. Yeah, off but you can't there. even hear yourself because of your allergies. Yeah. I mean, she sounds like when she makes fun of me for saying open. That's what she sounds yeah. like. Right now. No she ability. came in and was like, hey, just so you know. I can hear you. I tested negative. <laughs> anyway, it's good to be here. I was like, you know what? Why don't I just why don't I catch a different <laughs> studio? Better yeah. just see if it works over here. Manic Monday, Ruby Tuesday. I don't even know if there's a Wednesday song. We'll give Johnny Mathis the Thursday song because that's the only one. Friday, I'm in love. What are the Saturday songs? Um, Saturday, Saturday night. In the park, oh, that's a good one. How about S A T U R D A Y? Night. Oh, it's oh. night. And I said, hey, that's <laughs> okay. It works. I don't even know if I should have gone Manic Monday back to Monday. What about Monday, Monday? Ba, da, da. Mm-hmm, What's mm-hmm. a Sunday song? Why do I not know? Sunday, bloody Sunday. Yes. Too. Name two more. There are 30 that have made the top 100 charts. Uh, for Sunday? Yes. Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Um, That's what I love about a Sunday from Craig Morgan. You guys don't know him. Oh, so no, I know him. School. He's a country star. Ew, Billy. That's right, Don. I say that respectfully. Yeah, Craig Morgan. Um, Sunday Morning Coming Down by Chris Christopherson. That's a great song. Oh. Um, Chris Christopherson. Doesn't he do the morning show on the country station here in town? What? No. I hope not. No, he doesn't. Chris Chris Christopherson is a Rhodes Scholar. I was thinking of a different thing. more than that. That is true. Um, Sunday Morning by Maroon 5. Sunday morning, rain is falling. Durap. Love that song. Great song. Starts with a piano. Not a lot of songs that make hit radio start with a piano. It's just true. Oh, Keith Urban, Raining on Sunday. One of my favorite songs. My Durap is gone. Durap. Somebody somebody Duropped? Durap from the... Why are people list? changing my button bar? <laughs> well, Rocco's been actively sabotaging other producers at the station uh-huh. because he wants to climb the ladder. The 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 way that fame, his newfound <laughs> fame, has intoxicated him. It's polluted him. Once pure Rocco is now, when he walked into the Chan Asin Dinner Theaters with us last week, Don, he got an ovation. People gave him what? lobster, tiny, I tiny know lobster that I saw hands. The and. It's just gone to his head. You know what? I'm wrong. Here it is. <laughs> so, well, that's we got to keep all those. We got to keep until tanning. Until tanning. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry 
as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That was a good one, too. Kangaroos don't burp or break wind of uh, any sort. What? Yeah, this is crazy. The way that their bodies break down food, nothing is converted to methane, so they don't need to release any gas. Can we get I would that love gene to know. and then put that in people? Yeah, forget cloning. We don't need another sheep. I need to know how I can live my life without a daily active mental battle against passing gas at the wrong time. Can I tell you that I just saw a story about a guy who was let go from it was an NFL player for excessive flatulence? That's my fear. <laughs> you know, I never ever break wind at work. Like in a like I wouldn't like I'm in this studio alone right now. I would never ever do that. I told people that at my last place of employment and I won't mm-hmm. mention their name. But they, I said, I have never in this office, ever, never have I ever broken wind in that room. And it's not because I'm a gentleman. My wife will tell you I am decidedly otherwise. It's because I can't be trusted. These people who walk around confidently letting them go (laughs) is remarkable to me. Question from Donna? Uh, No, I just have a headline. Oh, please. From yesterday, from Bro Bible. This is the sports section. (laughs) Okay, what's it say? Soccer player fired after ripping heinous farts in the locker room. This is a fake. (laughs) This has got to be fake. He's a Brazilian soccer star, Marcelo. He was demoted to the B squad after he ripped heinous farts on purpose. I'm just reading the story to you. He whipped disgusting farts and laughed about it, which led to the team's sporting director to fire him after reminding him of his poor performances. Oh, wow. Not only are you a bad player, you stink. It's <laughs> a good one, Don. That was a good one. DJ Rock Lobster just texted me, probably heard that we were talking about him. I'm sure. Wanted to make sure it was all good things. Uh, when we come back... That new Mike Myers show debuted on Netflix last week. Yeah. I watched an episode and I thought, oh, I think I know where they went wrong. And apparently I wasn't alone. Yep. Uh, we'll tell you how it flopped next. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Producer Don McLean hanging with us for hour one. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Steve, thanks for taking the hit for the show. Absolutely. What do you mean? By watching the Mike the Myers. Yes. Oh, Donna, come on. Oh, God. I, that, we watched the trailer. Okay. Did you actually watch it? I watched episode one. Oh. Um, I watched episode one. Let me set the table. I am a fan of Mike Myers. In particular, I am a fan of Austin Powers. Uh, gold member came out my senior year of high school. Yeah. It was just, I love gold. It was just funny. I liked it. Now, I watched a little bit of it recently, and you know, you realize, oh, I've grown up a little bit here. My my taste has changed, etc. But still, like when there's been talk of an Austin Powers fourth movie, I would like to see that. I watched episode one of the Pentaveret starring Mike Myers as multiple characters. Essentially, this is a group of five nice people who are controlling the events of humanity. 
Oh, sounds familiar. Keegan-Michael Key is in it as well. He, in the first episode, finds himself suddenly a part of the Pentaveret. And uh, he, of course, very funny. Um, Here was... I told my wife... (laughs) It's all about who you watch something with. I said to Lou, hey, I want to watch this for the show. Hashtag taking one for the team. Mm -hmm. I said, I want to watch this for the show. Would you watch this with me? She said, sure. And I was like, look, it's just like a silly show. It's Mike Myers. It's going to be stupid comedy. And there were moments when I laughed out loud, chuckled a few times. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. I don't think that this show is as good as it could have been. And I will give you a Pruderson reason why, but I think you might agree with me. Okay. The humor all throughout the 30-minute episode, you know I like that it's only a 30-minute episode. The humor is decidedly sophomoric. It is feels like the writer's room. So this is TVMA. Austin Powers movies, as I recall, were PG-13. And I think, and I get it, I'm the prude in the room. I think nine times out of ten, the PG-13 movie is more fun, more funny than the rated R movie. Because once you go into, hey, we're going to be a TVMA show, or going to be a, a hard R comedy, whatever... You've isolated so much of the audience because the nature of your comedy is just going to be overtly sexual, dirty, high school boy humor. This is why I say it felt like there was a high school boy at the writer in the writer's room saying, oh, what if we did this joke, though, about this? Yeah, bro, that's a good one. It was such low-hanging fruit, which they probably would turn into an innuendo, that you just thought, oh, this could have been funnier. Oh, if really? you made it PG-13, it would have felt like it was, wasn't was trying as hard for a punchline. And you could have made more people laugh, which maybe, I could be wrong on this, but maybe would have helped it get into Netflix's top 10. There's a write-up saying, was this a big flop for Netflix? Mike Myers, a big star, thought to bring in a big audience. And his new show, one week into it being released on Netflix hasn't cracked Netflix's top 10 that you see advertised on your own Netflix all the time when you sign on. It just felt like a high school boy was writing a bunch of the jokes. And again, I'm sure Austin Powers, when I look back on it, I'm like, okay, this is sort of, this is silly. Oh, okay, okay. But it still felt like less try hard with that kind of humor. Okay, I have questions. Please. Got that message. Totally get it. Okay. What is it about? This, in it, Mike Myers plays uh, multiple characters, at least six. And it is about, it's about a group of five people. There's a reporter played by Mike Myers who's about to be washed up. He's the guy who does the feature stories on the news. Okay. And it's, oh, now Jim's out there with the water skiing squirrel. Got it. And let's call him Jim. I don't remember his name. Now, somebody comes to Jim and says, Jim, we don't need this kind of news anymore. You're fired. And he's like, no, give me one more chance. And then he bumps into some youngster who's like, look, you're going to need to find a story with some teeth. I can help you find it. Let's go to this conspiracy convention and see if we can unearth anything. Okay. They hear all these different conspiracies, and then somebody mentions the Pentaveret. And he says, I'm sorry, what? The Pentaveret. You know, the group of five guys who are in a hidden location who control the events of human history. So then he starts looking into that conspiracy, 
Then you get introduced to the Pentaveret, who just had one of their five members die, and that needs to be replaced by, enter Keegan-Michael Key, who is funny in it, because he is, he is funny in it. He's highly skeptical of the whole thing, and like, what in the heck is going on here? I'm out of here. But he can't leave. It's if you leave, you die. You oh. have two choices. You're going to die, or you're going to be a part of the Pentaveret from here on out. So it's like the Freemasons. The, exactly the, what I was going to say. Illuminati type of a sure. the, uh, conspiracy uh, Da Vinci Code kind yes. of situation. Okay. Uh, and so Keegan-Michael Key, his character is cool because he's try- He's like, this is, uh, uh, no. And the members of the Pentaveret um, have their, everybody has their own little funny moment there's this dumb salute that they do that makes me giggle. There are these little funny parts, but it feels like they needed to take the pen out of the 10th grader's hand, and then it wouldn't I feel see. like... Because okay. I like bad. the storyline. I like the storyline of the five guys, and I might watch another episode and see if it changes at all. I like the the comedic jumping-off point of it. It just felt like it was overwritten for sophomoric humor. That's all? That's too bad. You wouldn't expect... Well, I guess you would to some degree. Meanwhile, I I have gone back, and speaking of other comedies that used to really make me laugh, I've gone back now and watched over the last few weeks, I don't know, maybe seven or eight episodes of 30 Rock. Oh. That holds up. I was not a huge fan of that show. Oh. I know I'm in the minority. That show... You could argue. Critics would say it was overwritten. That is a that is a punchline, a line. There's hardly a line that goes by, a right. line of dialogue, without some setup to a punchline or a punchline. Very much like um, Kimmy Schmidt was very much that way. Also from the brain of Tina Fey. Exactly. Just very, like, old-schooly kind of. Alec Baldwin was so good in 30 Rock as big boss, out-of-touch Jack Donaghy. Was so good. Tina Fey's character was, you had these great characters in it, you bought into it, very funny. So if you, I guess the point of all that, if you go and watch The Pentaveret by Mike Myers on Netflix, and it doesn't make you laugh the way that you hoped it would, cleanse the palate, watch some 30 Rock, okay, and it'll make you laugh. Jane Krakowski, so funny in that. Uh, Tracy Morgan's character is, is written... Very well. What's his name? The guy who plays the the Kenneth, the NBC page on 30 Rock. I'm forgetting his name at the moment, but he is great in the show. It's a great show. Okay. Thanks, Mikey. Um, Not so great shows. The Wendy Williams show. Um, She is talking and saying she's emphatic that she will be back in her chair in September. On the Wendy Williams show? Yes. And people are like, okay, that is logistically impossible. Um, the production company signed a deal with The View, the View's alum, Sherry Shepard, yes. right? To take over her time slot. Where's she going to go? Sherry it's has her all, time slot. Yeah, the fall is all booked. Right. But I, <sighs> so. guess, I guess Wendy sat down did a podcast or something and she said i am absolutely returning and but she won't be oh and she won't be watching sherry who has been very gracious i thought she's like nope i am coming back to the wendy williams show absolutely will it be on youtube or some type of a streaming service facebook live Live? like honestly that's the only way she did that on fate or 
Facebook Live, she said that. She's like, no, it's not my thing. Sherry Shepard isn't my thing, so I won't be watching. Wow. Um, it's too bad because she's been, Sherry Shepard has gone overboard to say how she's not replacing Wendy, that Wendy is an icon, Wendy is the queen, you know, just really sweet. Yeah, for sure. And now she's like, yeah, that's not my thing. Um, uh, But she hasn't been able to work. Um. I don't know. She just doesn't seem like she has the mental or physical capacity, as some are saying. What if she went back to, to and Wendy hasn't reached out to me at all for career oh, counseling. That's crazy. But what if she went to like a, you know, a, a weekly thing? The daily grind of a TV show in New York or L.A., where they're really, they've got these big, staffs and you know there there's just so much behind the scenes activity and all that and i'm sure she wants to be involved in a lot of it because the nature of that show is very wendy forward it's a lot so you know maybe there's a different opportunity for wendy that doesn't require a daily talk show right and still allows her an opportunity to connect with her audience there you go let's hope steve fingers crossed by the way, in other talk show news, um, it looks like Jennifer Aniston is going to be Ellen's last guest. Oh, that's fun. She was also her first guest. That really? makes sense. Yeah. David Letterman did this, too. I believe his first and last guest was Bill Murray. I think, I think that sounds kind of right. But they do a lot of this. Like, they hearken back to the early days. Who was there with us before we were a hit? Right. Mm-hmm. And they feel this comfort and nostalgia with them. That's great. I think that'll be When's really that going to air? It's coming up. Thanks for asking. I believe it's May 26th. Dang! So, um, yeah. And then Jen is going to help her close out her almost 20-year chapter. Uh, Pink will also, I believe, be there. Um, I think. Because she wrote the Ellen song. Oh, and I think Billie Eilish is also going to appear. Hmm. That's what I mean. But and then leading up to it, there's going to be all sorts of celebrities: uh, Zac Efron, Kate McKinnon, Justin Timberlake, Keith Urban, Keith Urban, uh, Luke Bryan, Kerry Washington, Julia Louis Dreyfus, Oprah, Mila Kunis. Oprah, yes, that's a good get. Is Ellen going to be there? I That's think the question. so. I think <laughs> so. Half the time she isn't. Guys, Sophia Grace and Rosie oh, are also Oh, yes. Gonna, remember them? Yes. Oh, they're also going to appear. She gave so many people a platform to be seen. Yeah. These people that had funny little videos or viral things before yes. we were all watching viral things on our own. Right. You know, and it, it changed people's lives. Despite how you feel about her, you know, oh, right. yeah. and all of the giving. Yes, well. absolutely. Still uh, wish I could have been in her audience for one of those uh, Christmas giveaways that she would do where it was like there the eight days of Christmas or 12, whatever oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was just these huge so giveaways. Good. They'd oh. go nuts in there. I'm no, sorry you couldn't wasn't. be there, Steve. Thank you, Donna. Your empathy today <laughs> you is. You might be a person that does hot. that one day. That'd be fun. Yes, I'd love to Steve. give things away. I yeah. Isn't that fun? It is fun.
All right, we, we gotta go. There's a, yeah, yeah, Dawn. Yes. Dawn, you're spot All on right. here, sister. All right. We gotta take a break. We Donna, do. Donna's gonna go blow her nose. She is our friend who we support, who has tested negative, but is presenting positive. And so we are staying away from her because she sounds like the nasally whiny kid in a cartoon. She's got a tissue in hand right now. Okay, this is great. When we come back, see something, say something. Uh, do you know the actor? There was an actor in New York City. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Who went and glued his hand to the counter at Starbucks. I will tell you who it was and why he did that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson. Producer Don McLean over there. Hey, girl. Hey. What's up, Steve? Nothing. You sound fun today. Like you're, you're using different lingo. Things. The hay fever's paying off. These are dividends we didn't even know we'd receive from you today. You're welcome. Mm. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. You know the actor James Cromwell? Yeah, older gent. I don't see Babe. age. Babe. Oh, yeah, the pig. Oh, the pig, yes. He was the, the farmer in that farmer. movie. Oh, yeah. Love that. Um, well, he... Also... Okay. Excuse me. Uh, six Feet Under. <gasps> oh, my God. Right? Yes. I love Six Feet Under. Okay. All right, God, God, one of my favorite shows ever. Oh. Well, he glued his hand to a Starbucks counter in New York yesterday. This is like the lady who did this at the... The Timberwolves game. That is right, Donna. James Cromwell, according to Timza.com. Timza. Timza. Had enough. Well, Timza, let us know. Had enough of Starbucks upcharging for vegan milks. Oh. So he protested by supergluing his hand to the counter. This was part of a planned PETA demonstration. Okay. Donna. What? Yes, I just no. You, okay. okay, okay. They'll email you. Don't say <laughs> you say anything ill. You Make will have sure an email you, yeah. in your inbox. They have, they have spies and sleuths everywhere. I have been reached out to by PETA on numerous occasions for just offhanded little remarks I've made on some live microphone or camera. Like cats are delicious. Donna. <laughs> Says Alf. Hashtag Alf. <laughs> Hashtag Mel Mac. <laughs> anyway, uh, the actor grew, uh, joined this group of PETA protesters. It was Tuesday morning at a Starbucks in Manhattan. Imagine you're there and you see him and, and you watched Babe as a kid. And you're like, hey, oh my gosh. You're still alive. J- How is it possible? Oh, I think he's 82. And yeah. he's on Succession, I believe, also. Yes. And then you're like, wow, that's him in real life, a celebrity sighting. Oh, he appears to be in distress. Aww. Oh, he glued his own hand to the countertop. So this is what he doesn't like, that they upcharge for vegan milk, 
when in reality, standard milk, I guess, is does not have as big of a, let's, I don't know, like a carbon footprint kind of a thing, okay? Vegan milk, better for the environment, is what he is saying. Regular milk, not. So we shouldn't be penalized for wanting the more sustainable version of milk. Okay. All right. That's legit. So what? Oh, you're going to glue your hand somewhere today, Donna? I just don't get the gluing thing. Well, that's why sometimes this organization has extreme measures that turn people off. Sure. Yeah. I mean, why don't you just, you're an actor, right? You've got a platform. Instead of gluing your hand, why don't you just write an op-ed or something? Well, I'll tell you what, had that he, would, to his, in his defense, had he written an op-ed, we would not be talking about it. Sure. What if he just um, was in the way of New Yorkers trying to get where they needed to go outside of Starbucks with a picket? We yeah. Just a few of them out there. You know some New Yorkers, they didn't have any time for this. No. They were like, okay, oh, buddy, hey, me? hey, yo, buddy, you want to protest? Take it somewhere else, huh? Hey, I'm trying to get my coffee. Hey, yeah. a caramel macchiato, two extra shots because <laughs> it is lunatic. I mean, but good for him for having convictions and... Certainly did. You know, which is cool. I mean, there there are people who get arrested. Wasn't Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin recently arrested for something? I think protesting. a few years ago. I think there's a recent story. Wasn't it in D.C.? I feel like it was 2019. Hmm. At the earliest, I feel like it was 2019. Should I check this it? This is what's happening, Donna. We've been dealing with this. Where we say, remember just the other day? Yeah, and then it's two years ago. It's so weird. Yeah, Inconvenient Truth. We were talking about that yesterday. Another, uh, you know, climate change uh, centered thing, which is what James Cromwell is suggesting. You know, this vegan milk is better on our environment and our planet long term. Why he's passionate about it. Uh, We just mentioned it feels like Inconvenient Truth came out like, I don't know. Four years ago, it came out like 16 years ago. Oh, my gosh. You're right. What'd you find out, Donna? You're right. What'd you find out? 2019. Mm. Yep. We're all three years older than we were then. Can I... I don't want to play this game with you. Can I say something quickly about trees, though, as it relates to the passage of time? Sure. Stevie Boy's taking a walk yesterday. I was at a nursery. I went to a nursery yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I looked at some trees. And I talked with a guy about my soil conditions, and okay. he was like, all right, these are the ones. You're, you're barking up the right tree, so to speak. You have done your research, and those are the trees that would do well in your very wet clay conditions. And I was taking a walk, and I said to this guy, hey, is that a, this tree? And he said, uh, yeah, this one is, and this is a quaking aspen. I was like, oh, I looked at quaking aspens. I can't grow them in my yard, but they're beautiful. And I said, what about that tree, uh, that tree against the house? And he said... Oh, that's a uh, that's a river birch. I said, really? I'm looking at river birch right now. And he said, I said, how big was that? He said it was bare root when I planted it 17 years ago. I get it. 17 years is a long time. But this tree is now massive. And it's just fascinating to me that... In your lifetime, you can now you know I want very rapidly growing trees so that I get some privacy and shade ASAP since we live in a new development and they don't have any mature trees. But man, even seventeen years, the trees like, I don't know, 
40 feet. It's just massive, super yeah. tall, yeah, big. Yeah. And you're like, wow, he planted that. Yeah. And it looked like he hadn't even planted anything because it was a bare root situation. Yeah. And here it is. I do remember when my my dad and my grandpa planted a tree in our backyard and it was just this little thing. Yeah. And by the time I left home, it was a huge tree in our backyard, like providing so much shade and everything. So I get what you're saying, Steve. I wonder if Ed Bastian, the CEO of Delta Airlines, plants his own trees. You know who I haven't heard from? Ed Bastian. Uh, there you go. However, somebody did reach out to me yesterday and said, I totally feel the same way that you do, do about the Delta Airlines welcome videos on the plane. Oh. Oh, you great. are spot on. Okay, good. Um, I have an email here that I would just like to go back to the gluing your hand to things. Yeah, sure. Um, We got an email that says, it's very odd with the glue because what is glue made of? Huh? Horses. Well, that's the old rumor, but for sure, animal byproducts, such Ooh, as their skin and bones. Good point. Oh, huh. so is PETA signing off on that? Right. What do you say to that, PETA? They're yeah. going to email me. Ah. All due respect, PETA. Yeah. All right. Bye, Don. Bye. Bye, Don. We'll be right back.